Welcome to World Ocean Radio. I'm Peter Neal, director of the World Ocean Observatory. We are focusing for the next few editions of World Ocean Radio on the future of aquaculture, specifically the disruptive aspects of new technologies. These discussions are based on an assumption that traditional fisheries are so stressed and threatened by global overconsumptive activities that despite well-intended policies and regulation, lack of restricting market forces, regulations, and enforcement will force our need for seafood products away from the ocean to coastal and land-based aquaculture. From what I can see, the trend is inevitable. That said, we need to acknowledge the improvements made by the aquaculture industry in terms of feeds, antibiotics, waste, disease, offshore structures, water treatment, quality control, and other factors that in the past turned public interest and support for aquaculture toward misunderstanding and opposition. In the meantime, slowly but relentlessly, innovations and research have addressed many of these problems and allowed certain enterprise to insert farm produce, salmon and tilapia, for example, into an accepted profitable product stream in the global market. Even sourcing, identification, and traceability systems have improved to the point that according to a 2021 Global Aquacultural Industry Report, the global market accounts for $180.9 billion in 2020 and is expected to increase to $245.2 billion by 2027, a significant percentage of global supply and growing. So we are already consuming farm fish, and by so doing, in fact, already reducing demand on waning traditional supply. This will surely continue. Looking forward, one serious disruptive contribution will be novel molecular technologies for genetic improvement, GMO, the genetically modified organism, that is anathema to many. The central issue is the negative impact that such foods can have on the human body and on our ability to protect our health against diseases immune to medicinal responses. The threat is real, and there have been enough examples to drive restrictions, inspections, increased testing, product labeling, and more to protect the community from such threat, specific, real, or otherwise. The argument has been, why take the risk? For what reason? If we can avoid or pursue a healthy alternative. This position has driven the renaissance of the organic food movement, a proliferation of GMO-free products alternative diets and natural probiotics, all part of a reactive industry that thrives on the assumption that GMO is inherently bad and life-threatening. It is not an argument to confront here. But it is correct to say that genetic research and applications have provided some extraordinary contributions to life-saving and life extension, to novel medicines, vaccines, and other interventions that have helped human protection and viability and countered the often devastating impact of such global threats as smallpox, polio, mumps, shingles, flus, and many more. A recognizable and positive contribution to the overall well-being of the world community and the benefit of all mankind. In aquaculture, similar progress is being made. Approaches to genomic selection and molecular breeding, genomic editing through CRISPR technology, the adding, removing, and alternating of DNA sequence a process that was a key part in the quick response to the development of vaccines to protect against the coronavirus and its variants. For many, such vaccines have proven important protection in the present pandemic. It is a complicated, emotional, uncertain choice to accept or deny the health benefit of such technology. It is not a singular situation, and inevitable in many other areas of our lives to come. 
That, too, is not an argument to confront here. In terms of providing protein for ourselves and the world, aquaculture, responsibly managed, seems an opportunity not to be missed. Can we build in protections to the threats? Can we manage expanded sea-farmed resources such as kelp, seaweed, and shellfish in sustainable ways? Can we find a path through genomic methodology to immunize and protect the threats to sea creatures from acidification, toxic and polluting byproducts of our other industries, and build a land-based agricultural industry that contributes importantly to food safety, protein supply, and equitable distribution and availability of seafood products? Should we not open our minds, yes, demand protections, but also pursue innovation that will have serious impact on ourselves and on the billions of others like us who will have to look to the ocean for future sustenance and security? Do we allow our singular fears to deprive us all? That's the question. We will discuss these issues and more in future editions of World Ocean Radio. Thank you.